Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode three of the Reseller Mindset Podcast. Mike here with Johnny B. As always, today's topic is a very important one, and there's two sides to this one here. We have relationships when it comes to your reselling business, right? I'm not talking about, you know, your dating life. I'm talking about, you know, your money life, you know, having relationships to help grow your business or the other side of it relationships that can hurt your business. So um, we're going to throw it over to Johnny B here. He's going to kind of tap on it a little bit. I'm going to, we're going to start out with some secret sauce here. He's not even ready for this, right? So I've been thinking about this all day. You're going to screw um, me? Screw yep. me. Go ahead, Mike. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one at you and you, you're going to, you're going to have to give me a good answer here. So okay, give me the most important relationship you have in your business. I don't need specific details, right? Cause I don't want to go steal your source on you. Right. Okay. Um, I just want to know, the most important relationship you have currently for your business and how you went about getting it. I have two, but we'll go with the top one because it's the most important one. Um, the most important one is the one with my local auction house. And I was buying from them frequently on the cheap because they don't know how, well, they're not very good at marketing. Let's just say that. And I get stuff really cheap from them, but I was a frequent flyer, as they say. Because I was at every auction doing all the things. Uh, it was mainly online, though. Um, but getting friendly with the owners, I was able to hear that they were in financial difficulties. Um, so I took a benefit for that of, what do you guys think about getting rid of your retail portion of your store and letting me rent that out? And you guys just run the online business because that is the only thing that's making you guys money at the moment. And this took months and months and months of... I had plans to buy this building all along. I was just waiting until I had like a suitcase full of cash to do it because it's really close to my house. It's literally across the street. I can walk to work now. But opportunities came a knocking. And because I was so friendly with them and because I was buying from them, supporting them in their business, they were very inclined to at least sit down and talk to me. And one thing led to another. And I now have a quote-unquote warehouse where I work out of every day. That is my most important relationship. And it will be an ongoing one because they are an older couple. And I could see them, even if they stick it out the next 10 years, I'm going to end up with this building. I know I will. So uh, the first time you ever went to this auction house, mm -hmm. what what was like, what was your mindset the first time you decided to, uh, to, were you just like, oh, let me go check this out, see what it's about? Like, like, did, did anything kind of lead you? Did you watch like an episode of like Storage Wars or something? It's like, oh, let me go over to this auction house and see if there's anything in here I can, you know, sell. I did not come over here when I first got into reselling because I went in here for funsies before I got into reselling and it was utterly crap. It still is utterly crap, just tchotchke stuff mainly. And, I I don't know why I was like I, I was looking for more places to source or I think it was a rainy day actually <laughs> I came in here like maybe they got a couple of books this is when I niched down to just books and they ended up having quite a few books 
but they did the horrible thing of hiding them, right? Like they were indoors and stuff. It was like, oh, this is where you put your books. So you're like, it, it wasn't messy, but they just didn't care about the books essentially. But I bought all of them, all of their books. They were a lot of books. And then the next week they came back, they actually had a red library cart full of books. They brought me more. So I just kept coming back. This is the this is the retail portion. Uh, then they educated me that they actually do a lot of online auctions. And they had a crap ton of books on the first one there, too. And I got them for really cheap. Really cheap. And that that was the first part of the relationship building is me walking in the door, right? And introducing myself, being friendly, not being a jerk um, or ignoring them because they're, they're friendly shopkeepers, right? They're like, hey, hello, hi, I'm this, that, and the other. And you introduce yourself, you do the polite, cordial thing, and you, then you probe with your questions. Where, where are your books? I like books. And um, yeah, it just spun off from there. And but yeah, like I said, about a year later, I'm now working out of their building. I mean, I'm a renter right now, but I plan to be an owner in a few years. It's crazy. Like you were just say, hey, you know, like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, it's a miserable day out. I'm not going to go where I usually go. I'm going to go to this place that I've been thinking about going. And now look what it's turned into. Right. It's just it's crazy. And it kind of, you know, that'll take me right into mine. I have the library that I get all their overflow donations. So overflow donations is just items they already have. Um, they do have like a thing out front where they sell books. It's only like a little table and they have a little free book section. The only thing they keep on those is like uh, newer fiction that's within the last three years. So anything that's new fiction within the last three years, they'll keep for themselves to put out on the free table because it's in a nicer, larger area, more upscale, affluent area. So they like having that stuff for the, you know, the regulars that are always in there. And um, so the overflow is basically all their textbooks because libraries don't deal with textbooks, at least in my area. So any textbooks that comes in goes to me for nothing. Um, any of the older stuff, they don't they don't even waste time. If it doesn't have a barcode, it goes in book savers pile. That's what they call me, the book saver. So um, it's like uh, soon enough. I'm in talks right now. I'm going to be joining, you know, the uh, <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> but yeah, so my my relationship, I kind of did. I mean, I wouldn't say mine is kind of the same as yours, but I lucked out with it in essence because they actually reached out to me through my Craigslist ad where I buy books and they didn't even want me to buy the books. I just said, hey, they were um, before me. They were literally uh, all the volunteers, friends of the library volunteers. Most of them are older ladies. They were literally filling up their cars and they they told me stories because I helped set up their book sale. Uh, these little old ladies are loading up their Priuses with boxes of books to take them to a thrift store. And they were actually sometimes they would have to pay the thrift store to take the books. How much, of a, how much of a racket is that? I that mean, is crazy. I mean, yeah. you have something I don't. I still have to pay for books. I mean, sometimes it's really cheap, nickels and dimes, right? But I don't have access to free books. You do. That's, that's impressive. So they literally, and that's so why I always say, like, when you're doing this kind of stuff is, it's not so much you getting rid of the stuff for them. You're providing them a service. Any way you look at it, you know, it's not, oh, they just want the books gone. It's they they really don't care about the money. They just want the stuff to be all gone. And I'm not saying, you know, I didn't say, hey, sure, I'll come look at the books and take only what I want. 
I said, no, I'll take everything. We'll figure out how to deal with it later because you have that infrastructure in place where, you know, if somebody shows up with a truckload, you at least have a plan, some sort of plan. Um, but yeah, I stumbled onto mine through Craigslist and now every month I get a call. Hey, Mike, we got a whole car full of books. I drive over my 2011 Sonata, fill it up with 30 boxes of books. I'm sure the suspension's been shot for years, but it's whatever, you know, it's like, you know, whatever. It's an old car. As long as it runs, it gets you from A to B. I don't know. I don't need to, I don't need to break out the Lamborghini for my book haul. So, and th that kind of relationship. So I get them for free and you're talking about it, right? You get it for free, but every time I go, I'm donating at least 25 bucks to the library. All right. First off, I'm writing off the donation, $25. Second off, the ladies appreciate it. So I deal with one person that's like their intake donation, right? So up until I set up this library sale last month, I never met any of the other ladies. But when I went and met them, when I set up the library sale, they all were like, oh, my God, we can't believe you actually donate to the library when you come take these books. Like you're providing us a service and, you know, I'm giving them 25 bucks and they think, think it's like the end of the world. Right. When in reality, it's probably like a penny per book I'm taking. Well, that's the beautiful part. You're getting free books and you're getting a write off. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, you know. It's those kind of relationships like he talked about, you know, he's got his with his auction house and he, you know, he lives there now basically because he works out of there. Um, just he just go got home a, for a shower. That's he, it. You just need like a bridge going across the street <laughs> right to your, right to your attic to, to the warehouse. Um, no, man, like a 50 foot slide. I I mean, I have to do That's my workout. Climbing the 50 foot slide and just sliding into the office every day. <laughs> you barrel a hole, <laughs> just crawl right underneath. Yeah. So like th th those are kind of, you just heard it here, right? Our best two relationships we have and how we got them. There's no secret way of doing this. It's, it's basically just being out there and, you know, having your name out there. And, you know, we say it all the time. You want to be known as the book person of your area. You want to have flyers, business cards, and you want to have conversations. It doesn't mean nothing. If you got all this stuff, if you can't walk in and have a conversation with the business owner now, Okay, it's different when it comes to going into chain retail stores mm, versus yeah. mom and pops. But we've already seen proof of that in the group where people have access to backroom of multiple Goodwills. Multiple people have access to backrooms at Goodwills. Personally, yeah. they won't let me do it. I've tried it. But, well, you know, you got to shoot your shot, right? There's no no harm in trying. And you just got to, you know, it just takes, I honestly think just one of these relationships will probably you know, 5X, 10X somebody's business, right? No matter if you're doing media, no matter what, you know, like certain people have people that go out and source clothing for them and bring it to them. Like that just, it it just accelerates everything so much because you have the inventory now. And that's the whole thing. You need the inventory if you want to grow. And that's, it just takes one relationship like that. And all of a sudden you're rocking and rolling and you think the sky's the limit. And these relationships take time, right? You're not going to, you know, Sure, there's anomalies, you know, people that start out and they already have, you know, auction house access, which we've seen, you know, it's it's crazy. But, you know, it takes time to get that one relationship. And once you see the potential of one, you're like, wow, what if I had two? What if I had three? You would have an endless supply of goods to sell in your business, no matter what kind of business you have. Um, so, yeah, that's our kind of two relationships, our most important relationships in our business. Um, personally for me, like I said, it's usually at least a thousand books a month I get for 25 bucks. Johnny B, whenever they have books, I mean, how many books do you think you get from there in a month? 
Well, one of my key sources for my eBay store is from the same auction house. So what happens is he comes in with about a thousand bucks about what you do at the library sale. I don't get him for free. I do have to pay for him, but they don't even bother putting him on the floor or in the auction. They just call me directly and they're like, your pile's over there. And I look at the pile, make sure it's good. And I walk up and pay them. But outside, and I'll be honest, that's where a lot of my bread and butter items are on my store come from. Not the high dollar value ones. I mean, maybe occasionally there's some in that pile, but just $30 or less, essentially. Um, but their actual auctions where they get books from, I probably bought in this year 3000 outside of the 1000 a month that I get every month. I almost feel like auction houses are kind of overlooked nowadays. The only people that buy from this, and this is because they don't advertise, is resellers that buy from here. Okay. Every person I met from here is a reseller of some kind. Either an everything seller or like me, I do books. There's a tool guy. There's an electronic guy. Nobody's an average Joe. I bought this because I want it and I'm a consumer. Uh, it's because they don't advertise. So the people that know, I also live in a rural area. People are unaware listening to this. So that maybe has something to do with it in addition to the not advertising. Um, but they still get 100 to 150 customers every time they do an auction, which is cool. But they're all resellers. All of them. And I'm one of them. So that'll take us right into this. Uh, the next part of it is maintaining and keeping your relationship, right? So like you just said, you're rural, but guess what? If all of a sudden they put up, you know, skyscrapers in your neighborhood, you're still that guy because of the relationship you have. Is there anything like, you know, like what do you, like, like I said, I pay for my books and I don't ask for money. Um, And I volunteered to help set up the book sale, which listen, in all transparency, I went to the book sale thinking I wasn't going to be able to scan anything, you know, beforehand, right? Um, the the lady said, hey, we usually have help from the Boy Scouts and uh, local mission, but they didn't have any help this year. So I said, hey, you know, if you need me, I'll come do it. I had no ill intentions on scanning anything. So we I got there, you know, and it was me and, you know, 30 old ladies moving 100 banana boxes of books. So I basically carried them out to the tables. They set them up and then they're like, hey, you know, since you're here, you can uh, it was funny. You can uh, you can shop. Right. So before the doors even open. All right. So once the main lady, like the treasurer of the library said, hey, you ladies can shop, you know, since you're helping set it up. Everybody stopped moving books besides me, right? All the old ladies went out and started shopping the sale right away. I swear to God, I was the last one still moving stuff around, but oh, I didn't man. mind, right? That was like my, my, it was a good deed, right? And they're like, let them oh, have a few books, whatever. They're like, they're like, oh, we'd rather you get it than, you know, another reseller get it. So, you know, I showed like some of the ladies exactly like, there goes the copyright strike. Way to go. Um, we uh, showed a few ladies like how it works, you know, like how you scan stuff. And they were all like, oh, my God. So that's what people are doing. So I got the scan. You know, I probably came home with two boxes of profitable stuff. I didn't scan everything. So I left some stuff there for other resellers that came along. I don't want to be that guy. And I didn't want their sale to get a bad name or anything like that. So um, but that's how I maintain that relationship is, you know, the lady has my number. I have her number. If she ever needs me, she can reach out. So, like, what are some things you do to kind of keep your relationship in good faith besides pay them rent every month? 
I I help them with their online business. They're they're doing they're doing the reselling thing, but I'm trying to help them get into eBay themselves, um, and maybe a little bit of Amazon because they actually get some stuff that's sealed sometimes and it's got barcodes. Like, why not just send that into Amazon? Collect a few bucks. So, and I'm also helping them because before this, I, I was into marketing. I, I was harping on their marketing earlier, so I'm helping them with that. And that's actually how I got a reduction in my rent because they were asking about four hundred more dollars than what I'm currently paying, and I threw that in as a rent reduction option for them. Um, and I would say the most beneficial thing is just showing up. You don't do it every day, not even weekly, but just making sure they remember your face maybe every couple of weeks or something. And even if you don't buy anything, just walking in, how are things going? You have any more books? Um, you have to be as crass as that, but you just be friendly with it. Um, it's just just the common courtesy, like, hey, how you doing? How are you now, doing? Are they are they heavily like so you're talking about like getting them onto selling stuff online more? Are they more like uh I mean, clearly they're not interested in books, like mm -hmm. books, media isn't their main thing like you. Right. So they really don't care about that stuff. Their bread and butter is coins and currency, old coins, and currency, but they so, sell everything. Yeah. Yeah. I figured with an auction house, they got to sell everything, but that's, that's their niche is coins and currency. That makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, you help them out, you know, it's, it's, it's a relationship, right? It's not just a tenant, you know, landlord kind of deal. Right. And when they have a big haul, I mean, I'll go out and help them uh, unload some stuff or I have extra supplies. Here, here, here's a perfect example. I had a polybag order from eBay, a big one. But for some reason, they decided to give me a box of boxes. I don't use their boxes for my books. So I was like, hey, you guys want these boxes? Because it's either that or I resell these boxes. And I don't really want to do that because that I run a bookstore. And they're like, yeah, we love boxes, free boxes, yay! And they'll do, we'll do favors for each other here and there. So being a renter works out in that regard as well. Um, they want to ask me a question or get my advice, and maybe I have something for them. Like, if I ever have a thought of how would I run an auction house, maybe I'd ask them a few pointers. Um, or how would I? How do auction houses work? How do I get better deals at an auction house? It'd probably be more of my inline questions today. Or how do I deal with city auction houses? Because I don't deal with them that much because I don't live there. All right. So now uh, now, now we're going to get into So that kind of covers like, you know, the good business side of a relationship and how we came across our best ones. I want to kind of talk about, I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's business. It's more like a like personal relationship, right? Almost like, you know, me and you sitting here talking like sure. other, other like-minded reseller relationships. Uh, we'll get into the good side of that first before we turn to the dark side and get into the dark side of both, which will be a lot more fun. It will um, be a lot more fun. Uh, the, the good side here, though, like when it comes to being around like minded people is, you know, you're around like minded people that have the not the same goals necessary, like but you, you're working towards almost the same thing. You're selling the same kind of stuff. So you kind of can, you know balance ideas off one another me and you do it all the time and you have somebody else that'll tell you if something sounds crazy and stupid or if it's something like wait a minute i should be doing this too that's a great idea so i think that's kind of the, the good part of it is you know being able to basically get another opinion from somebody you know i mean i mean i guess i really don't know if you're a, a true billionaire over there but um 
everything you said, just from the relationship point of it, like, you know, you, you can tell if somebody's, you know, legitimate, honest person. So when it comes to that, I think it's good to be around like-minded people when it comes to having relationships, but you gotta listen, there's only so much time in the day, right? Me and you, I can't hang out on here all day with you, unfortunately, right? We got, I got a business. We're besties, Mike. We have the whole day together. (laughs) I I got a business I got to run. So so there is a line where you can't, you know, you can't just be chatting all day with other resellers because then that's when it turns to the dark side. But uh, it's very tempting to do so. It really is. It's like, I think here's the problem. When we first start out, we don't have that outlet. We don't have anybody, even if you have a significant other, they're going to tell you to shut up after an hour. That's Deb. That's Deb. <laughs> so I don't want to hear anymore. I, I, but us as resellers, our brain's constantly going with this stuff, right? We want to talk, 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 talk about it. Like even on our Sunday calls. I mean, you show up an extra half hour early than what's scheduled. And we talk the entire time. Those calls could go all day long. If I let they could. Them. Even when yeah. I say, is there anything else? I got to start saying, is there anything else like 30 minutes before the call ends? Because there's always like 10 other things that come along. And I'm guilty of this. I've caused the call to run over. It's, it's my <laughs> fault, Mike. It's mine. Uh, but but that, that's the thing. We get together once a week. Um, and then we have Discord. That's that's a little, it's like heroin addict, right? We got to get our fix. We got to talk about reselling all the time. Um, and I think that... I mean, you, you put it earlier. We just gotta get to work sometimes. Talk later. Talk. We got we got the hour to talk. The rest of the day's work. When we're all retired on the beach, we can talk as much as we want. Right, but then we won't be theory crafting all day long and wasting time. <laughs> I know, right? It's 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 different when you're not completely in the business talking about it. But like you said, right? There's a thin line of us wasting way too much time you know, discord for me, it's different, right? I quote unquote, have a brand, a YouTube brand, a personality, whatever. Um, so, you know, of course that's going to take more time out of my day, but you know, I always think to myself, if I didn't have all these obligations and I didn't waste so much time, how much more product productivity could I get out of myself and how much more money would that be on, you know, a daily basis, a monthly basis, if I actually broke it down, right. It'd probably be thousands of dollars. No, for sure. If you and me were not involved doing these social activities with other resellers, I mean, we're, we're losing out on hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a weekly, monthly basis. Um, but we do this because, A, we want to, maybe, probably. <laughs> and B, we, we like helping other people. I don't mind answering somebody's questions, especially if they're brand new. Neither do you, obviously, because that's your whole thing. I have a lot more background and you're a lot more foreground. But I don't mind helping on on the background because it's usually a quick answer like, yes, do that. No, don't do that. And here's why. You got to find a balance. That's a big thing, right? So I could I could post YouTube videos seven days a week or I could stick with three days a week. You got to figure out what what's the limitations you have to a point where you're not basically harming your business to a point where it doesn't make sense to keep doing. So it's it's one of those things where you'll you'll learn as you go how much time quote unquote you can waste on these types of activities it's definitely not wasting to me like i love doing the calls because you learn so much from other people everybody's got a different business model different plan everything works differently for you know no matter who you are no matter what kind of business you got so just being around like-minded people i mean sunday's my day off and that's when i do the calls so like that that says enough right uh, it's my day off my only day off i take of the week besides like the the days I spend with them. So like I learned so much from other people, whether they're new or whether they've been around forever, that 
it makes sense for me to maintain these relationships and can you just continue them and see where they go and, you know, always be there for people and answer the questions, right? That's why I do it. And that's kind of the good side of having those relationships is that you're always learning, right? You never know everything there is to know. And I'll give you a prime example. And I'm sorry for plugging another group, but I'm going to plug the daily refinement group. I'm still in that group, by the way. I love you more, Mike. Um, Early on, I was trying to attend every single call those guys have. They have a call for everything. And I was talking and I was listening and I was learning. But you know what I was not doing? I was not working. The working gets the money. The talking, listening, and learning, that's great. But we're in this to make money, especially if you're doing this full time. Um, And I wouldn't say it was wasted time, but I needed to assign my time better. So I stopped attending a lot of their calls. And only the media calls, which is particular to my business. They're a reselling group for all, for, just to clarify for people who don't know. So if you sell jeans or jewelry or books, they got a call for everything. Um, they even have a generic morning call of reselling in general. It's fantastic. Uh, Chris and Tech are the owners of that. But even they say the group's biggest flaw is there's too much information. And there is. We can sit on, even if you are not part of any group, you can sit on YouTube all day go through all the reselling channels and waste a whole lot of time versus just going out and do it. Even if you don't know everything, there's no way to know everything. It's impossible. It is impossible. Maybe not that tech guy. Tech and Chris may know everything. But outside of those two anomaly human beings, um, go out and do it and learn yourself. If you got a question after you do the work, yeah, show up to a call like, hey, I did this. I didn't feel right about it. Am I doing it right? Am I right? Sure, that's acceptable. So basically take action before trying to figure everything out right because you know the easiest way to learn something is to do it yourself you know you can watch it listen i had to clean out the drain the other day in the sink and i had to disconnect the thing from underneath and get the little plunger out and Uh sure i can watch a youtube video but like actually doing it yeah i see the guy doing it but getting down there and you know your sink's not the complete same you know it's like your thrift stores aren't the same as mine different so it's it's almost the same thing you just got to get out there and take action and those relationships all you know they'll be there right you know you don't have to be on all these calls like you said things like that and it's the same with youtube right you don't need to follow a million different resellers um i, I when I, i'm guilty of that when i first started uh, i was on youtube i was subscribed to so i mean there's there's I'm, pro- I'm guilty of that too. There's man. probably I, I a million. There's probably a million reselling YouTubers out there. Um, but I've narrowed it down to people that I kind of uh, get the most constructive information that I can relate to my business. And I would recommend anybody out there to do the same, right? Just because you know somebody posted a video like Deb, she she does embroidery, so she has her embroidery business people that she watches. That'd be like if I watch embroidery business videos has no relation to what I'm doing. So it's literally just a waste of time. And you might tell yourself, oh, well, they have their own business. So it's not a waste of time, but it is because you're not really getting anything constructive from it. 100%. I mean, knowledge is power. I don't disagree with that statement at all, but what particular knowledge applies to you, which is what exactly what you were just saying, that's the important bits. And even on the media calls, I, I hadn't showed up in like three months because I knew everything um and my my time got more intensive they made a comment hey johnny we haven't seen you in three months and i'm like i've been busy guys i'm sorry um and then i showed up the next week they're glad to see me and they're always glad to see me super nice people but it's 
like when I need to learn or I have the extra time, um, then it's okay to be invested in those things, I think. But you got to concentrate on you and your business. Are you going to spend two hours sourcing or are you going to spend two hours in a call not getting anything accomplished or two hours listing or two hours packing a box for Amazon? I mean, we, we mentioned way earlier on the call here that I mean, time's money. How much is your time worth? You're not making any money doing like this. We're not making any money right now. Neither one. Well, maybe you are with your YouTube nonsense. I'll make, like I'm not making money. I'll make like a dollar and a quarter. I'll, I'll, I'll cut you in somewhere <laughs> along the line. But but we're doing this because we've allocated a time. I mean, you, you and I have a schedule to be here a certain day of the week, a certain time, every time. That way it doesn't screw with our business. So um, it's like, you know, we have a call once a week and it's like, a uh, main reason we decided to do this is because this is something, a podcast is something where you can listen and work, right? We upload the video yep. to YouTube because you and Deb both agreed, hey, we're already recording this. YouTube's a video platform. Why not upload the video? You're that a YouTuber, means, Mike. You're a YouTuber. I could just put like, you know, like, you know, some kind of, I'll have a, a cutout just sit here, but it's uh it's more to to listen while you work that's kind of mm -hmm. the big benefit to this style of video and kind of why i wanted to make it it's almost basically i'm taking less time out of you i'm taking less time out of your business while you're working even though this is a, a video that's five times longer than a normal video i make because you can listen while you work you're not looking you just have this in your ears and you can do your thing versus you have to sit here and look at a screen at what i'm showing you you know explaining different things i can do that all right here in your ears and i don't have to take away from you being productive in your business and and that's the end game right to be more productive and you know help people grow thanks for listening to another episode of the resellers mindset podcast today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all youtube members along with the weekly zoom call and private discord head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as 2.99 a month